I'm the first to the party, please do not get the boy started Step back and drop 50 like Harden, insistent I need no assistance I make my own shots, you can't stop me, there's no way to guard him Except that you won't catch me flopping, you bring up a topic I'm catching the ball, never dropping, we covering every option Don't matter if we talking basketball, football or boxing We gon' acknowledge it, skip all the politics Honest opinions on top of that polished With no need to push an agenda, unlike the pretenders Who forcing your face, who they riding with We gon' talk real facts, Hey, noise you can kill that We the ones bringing the skill back, No, you can feel that No, you been waiting on someone to bring you the real back Party time, party time, excellent Turn it up, we turn to ups Never late, don't mistake us for no other bullshit shows Cause we the one Party time, party time, excellent Turn it up, we turn this up Never late, don't mistake us for these other shit shows Cause we the one, oh yeah Big stats, big stats, big stats, big stats Big stats, big stats, big stats Big stats, big big What up, though? What's the deal? First of the party, man. Got a big episode, man. NBA free agency recap. Talk to y'all about all the hottest moves, the top moves. Moves still to be made. And we're also going to give y'all our predictions. We're going to give y'all the top four teams in the East, in our opinion, uh, after the moves was made, top four team in the West. And then we're also going to give y'all maybe one or two sleeper teams from each conference. So, man, we got a lot to get to, a lot to talk about today for sure. First of all, first we're going to jump into this Kawhi Leonard, Paul George to the Clippers shit. These motherfuckers hey, they were the heist. <laughs> it was that a heist. was a heist, dog. It's crazy how they uh, how they put that all together. I mean, I ain't mad, though. You know, Brown and them did it. You know, it's history of uh, uh, players doing that. You know what I'm saying? The Celtics, they did it. You know, it's a big history of uh, people going through going through back channels, you know what I'm saying? Basically tampering. That's what we that's what it really is. What it boiled down to. I, I I think what they did was they 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 gave us the parody of the NBA. It got back to the duos instead of the trios and super mm. teams and shit. Mm-hmm. Now you got a whole bunch of duos. You got uh Kawhi and PG, LeBron and A D, Dame and CJ, mm-hmm. uh Katie and and, and Kyrie, Kyrie yeah. you know what I'm saying? You, you got, got a, Kimber and Gordon. That's a that's a underrated. Kimber and Tatum, you or know. Tim, Kimber and Tatum. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of you know what I'm saying duos. You know what I'm saying? So the parity back, the parity back in the NBA, and um, I'm happy to see it. I'm, I'm 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 happy to see the balance, man. When you look through the basketball landscape, it's a balance. I seen somebody recently on social media was complaining like, hey, you can't you can't give Kawhi all the credit for balancing up the NBA. And to my opinion, I'm thinking, why not? In my opinion, I feel like Kawhi was the balance. He actually, now I ain't gonna say single-handedly, but he definitely balanced out how the how the scope of the NBA was looking. Yeah, he did. He he did his thing, man. He um, him and him and him and Paul George. I guess let's talk about the backstory how it went down. Um, I guess he went to the Clippers and told them, if you can bring me Paul George to the Clippers, then I'm signing. It's 100. percent I'm gonna sign. So I mean I guess he went and did his uh, went and did his back his 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 due diligence. He, he hit up Paul George and he said, "If it's a way you can get to the Clippers, let's make it happen." Uh, he told the Clippers, "If y'all get Paul George, I'm there." So you got to get Jerry West credit. Oh man, Jerry West is a genius. Like he went and go made that move. 
He he wouldn't have made that move. Yeah. Uh, just like Jujuri. That's an aggressive move. I always commend people for making aggressive moves. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a risk. It was a big risk. You know what I'm saying? But they really had nothing to lose. That's why, that's why I looked at the move. And I see uh, you got Balmer. You got uh, Jerry West. Th- them boys... That's a hard that's a hard tandem to, to turn down. This is the richest richest owner in the NBA. Jerry West has constructed some of the, the best teams in NBA history. Yeah, so when you when you turn around and you look at that shit, it's like it's hard to say no to Bomber, man. Bomber right now the ninth richest person in the whole world. On <laughs> <laughs> Forbes, right? So now. he gonna teach you how so to make some gonna, money. You feel me? But he he got the resources that whatever you need, he can get to you. Yeah. And he in L. A. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? You you in L. A. And then it makes sense. Paul George, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, they sold Cowboys, man. Mm-hmm. They they grew up there. They wanted to go back home. And you know, it's like if we had a chance to play for the Pistons. Yeah, we, we, we gonna we gonna take that chance. We, we wanna go home. Jump. You know what I'm saying? So I mean that was easy. Then you got a Hall of Fame coach and uh Doc, Doc Rivers, Rivers, who a championship co- sure. caliber coach. For sure. He made the shit happen as well. You know, that's that's an easy sell. That's a head coach that's that's won a championship and has been to some uh some battles. So it was easy for Kawhi to do the Deion Sanders. That's what I look at. I think he did the Deion Sanders. Remember when Deion left uh Atlanta and went to San Francisco, won a championship, then went to Dallas and, and won, won the next champion, year. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so I mean he he uh I he, commend he, him for he, he potentially did. could do a little bit what Bron did. Yeah, he could kind of do what Brian did, but I need everybody to know, and I hope, and I'm sure Kawhi know this that your route is a lot harder still because you went to the West, you went back to the West. It's yeah. not going to be easy, but with you, Paul George, uh, uh, Pat, Pat Beverly, Montrez Harold, and you got Blue Lou Will. Will, you you got a shot. Zubac, you, you definitely got a chance with doing. Yeah, you definitely got a chance with it to be able to get it done. So, yeah, so that that so that shit that shit is a is a big big move. I, I think it it took it took a lot of balls to go out west with it for sure. It did. took a lot of balls to go out west. I feel with like it. if anybody can do it though, Kawhi Kawhi can get it done though. He done took down. He done took down a lot. A lot. If you look at it, yeah. what over his career, he done definitely did a lot. You know, what I'm saying took down two super teams, man. Took down two super teams. So and then like remember you say he didn't want to be a part of a super team. He didn't want to be a part. He didn't want to be, you know. He didn't want to jump in there and and with LeBron and AD. He didn't want to do that. So and I think I think another thing too, man. I think the Lakers are looking a lot better too. Oh man! After that boogie signing, because a lot of people don't really respect the signing as much as they should. That's a big three. Because with them signing boogie, boogie averaged what eighteen last year. He was hurt. Sixteen, eight, and five. He gonna be fully healthy. And that was in twenty five minutes. He gonna be fully healthy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now you, he has no pressure. Would you got Brian and AD, and both of them share the ball. AD share the ball. Brian share the ball. Boogie share the ball. He averaged five assists. You know what I'm saying? They signed Rondo back, which is a really, really good sign, and nobody respect that signing. I think Rondo. Uh, you got to remember. This is what people fail to realize. Before before LeBron went down with the injury last year, the Lakers was fourth in the West. They had just brought a go to state at home on, on Christmas. That's what they just did. Mm-hmm. So, people forget that Kyle Kuzma's still on the roster. Exactly. That's a young a young dog that's going to learn from these veterans who can score the basketball. He can score the basketball. And Kyle, and Kyle Kuzma and Jason Tatum are, to me, the next 
ones to pop. Like they, 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 they had, they both have potential superstar status. They both young. I think they, I think they next, you know. But the thing about it is Tatum, Tatum got a little, or he gonna have a harder road in my opinion because he don't really have the superstar veterans like well, Kyle Kuzma. It, I, th- I think right the roles now. have turned though. Remember when Kuzma first came in the league, he didn't have the veterans. He didn't. But Tatum did. He, he played did. with IT and he played with Horford and right. me and Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and Marcus Moore, all them veterans that really steer him along the road. Mm-hmm. Whereas when Kuzma and Lonzo them first got there, it was just the young dogs out there. Mm-hmm. So they went under the radar and everybody was saying, oh, Tatum is this good and Jalen Brown is this good. That's because they're on the national stage and they playing with veterans and a good coach. Mm-hmm. they playing in the playoffs. they playing in some big moments. Right. Whereas now Kyle Kuzma is going to get the attention on him, and now Kyle Kuzma is going to be making some big plays, and people are going to be like, Kyle Kuzma is the next superstar. I guarantee you're going to hear that. That's why a lot of teams, is, a lot of people are, are, are failing to realize, even without Kawhi Leonard, I think that the Lakers are the top team in the West. When you add a player, the caliber of Boogie, Anthony Davis, LeBron James has been in the finals the last Eight seasons, and now all of a sudden he gets a rest. Right. So now he gets a rest. Back, he like, he rejuvenated. Fully healthy. He pissed off. Yeah. He very pissed. So off. they here to reclaim L.A. They here to reclaim L.A. This is what they. This is what he here to do. And I feel like L.A. is the easiest team to say that they gonna be number one. But now we gonna get to the whole part where uh, we talk. Well, like I said, we give you all the top four teams in the West, top four teams in the East, and our opinion, and we gonna try to put them in order too. But I don't like. To keep in with the free agency, I don't like the Jimmy Butler move to Miami. I feel like that move was I, I, I that th- move was bullshit at best. I liked it. I liked it for the simple fact that Jimmy fits the organization. You got to remember what the Heat was before they got Hollywood with LeBron and Wade and them. Oh no, you Pat remember. Riley and them they run shit yeah. totally different down there. Pat Beach, Riley is the sure. type of coach that's gonna get on your ass. Jimmy Butler is the type of player that's gonna let you. Oh, well, he's a GM. Pat Riley is. Spolster is the same way. They'll get on your yeah, ass. Yeah, because Spolster literally, he in that culture. Like, yeah. all he knows is Miami Heat basketball. And Jimmy Butler thrives in those situations. You see what he did with Tom Thibodeau. That's why he loved Tom Thibodeau. That's why he went back to Minnesota, went to Minnesota because of Tom Thibodeau. And that's why he ultimately left was because of Tom Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. So he, he thrives in those situations where uh, you got a hard, hard-nosed coach that's going to get on your ass. You got to look at the, the Miami Heat, their roster. They're some hard-nosed type players. James Johnson, uh, Bam out uh, out of bio. You know what I'm saying? They play hard. I like Justice that. Winslow. They play hard. That was a good draft pick too that they picked up with Tyler Hero. Yeah, Tyler and the, Hero looking real good in the summer league. Yeah, he instant offense. And KZ Alpala. KZ Alpala from uh, Stanford, young six nine kid offensively. But my, but my thing is though, that's not enough. With everything that just happened. That's not enough. Now you are in the East. You probably will make the playoffs, though. Miami. Probably it was on will. the outside looking yeah, in last Miami, year. Miami, Miami might sneak in there. They might get like. It depends on really how everybody get the hooping, but yeah, they still got Deion Waiters and, and Dragic. Yeah, Miami might. Miami might make it in there, but Miami not. They might make a little noise. They might irritate they some done. people. But I don't think they done. You know, they ain't the really Russell, to. the Russell uh, Westbrook. Mm-hmm. They talking about the Pistons and and the Heat. Mm-hmm. But they got the Knicks and they got uh, who else? The Houston. All four of them teams is bad, but I think the realistically Miami and the Pistons probably the closest though. Yeah. To getting them, you know. Because they saying? got the resources, they got the draft picks, they got the players that they could pair up with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, me honestly, you already know. I hope that the Pistons go out there. And me grab too. Him. I hope they grab him, bro. Yeah. I love, everybody know I love the Knicks, but I really hope he come. Cause, cause my thing is he a better fit with the Pistons than he would be with any other team that's on that list. And I, you think- take Westbrook, Drummond, Blake. 
that Little Caesars Arena gonna go nuts. You know, what and I'm saying? we got to remember, uh, we know more than anybody. Um, the Palace, when Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups, and them boys was on their run, the Palace was Rock. one of the hardest places to play. It was rocking every night. Yeah, it was sellouts. The sellouts was crazy. <laughs> you bring a motherfucker like Russell Westbrook in here, that fits that fits the mold. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook play hard. He he snarl, he mean, he nasty. He play defense. He look angry every time he on the court. You yeah. always wonder what he the fuck wrong with him. What's wrong? You got to look at Blake, man. Blake Blake was when, when Blake was in for the Clippers, bro. He was considered soft. Yeah. You got Zebo was out there bullying him, you know what I'm saying, the playoffs. Blake came to Detroit, man. I don't know what got into him, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if he went over there on 7 Mile, got him some a couple juices, some waters or something. He got you know a, what I'm saying? The motherfucker got a mean shit. He got he some got better maids. This man. motherfucker out here drinking Fago Red Pops and better maids. Yeah. He get the dunking on motherfuckers and but shit. But you got to look at the situation, <laughs> though, man. Like, it's a different culture from the east to the west. Exactly. It's a different culture. California more laid back. Yeah, you know Detroit, what I'm saying? They, they gritty. You, you see know? all these fucking celebrities in the, in the, in the, in a crowd and shit, you you want to be pretty. You yeah. want to be, you know, finesse. Yeah. Now over here in the East, you want to get some dogs. They physical. They pushing you around. They bumping you every turn you get. If you get, keep getting bumped, you're going to start bumping motherfuckers back. Right. And I think the signing of Markeith Morris to the Pistons. Oh, that was he, a good He's a hardhead. He's he, he one of them tough guys. Yeah, He's exactly. an enforcer. That's somebody that the Pistons didn't have. And he already recruiting. Yeah. He already on Twitter recruiting. He trying to get Russ here. Yeah, he's recruiting Russ already. You know what I'm saying? And if you, you know, get, they played with each other last year. So If you get Russ into the Pistons, automatically top four team in the East. Automatically. I think, and this ain't me just being a homer. Man, you got to look at it, man. That's the top four team. We was in the eighth seed last year. If you and, had and Russell we, Westbrook, and Blake, top four team. and Blake limped into the season. Yeah, Smith was hurt. We lost, uh, you know, some trade. Traded some of our, you know, our, our two guard and, and Bullock. You know what I'm saying? So Blake came back against the against the uh, Bucks, and he was out playing Giannis on one leg. You you factor in. Giannis and the Bucks losing Brogdon, losing Miritich, Toronto losing uh, uh, Kawhi and Danny Green. Um, these teams are missing out. They losing. A, it's a lot of teams falling out the East, and it's time for somebody to go ahead and grab it. Right. You look at Philly and the moves they made with Al Horford and and Josh uh, and and uh, Josh Richardson and, and shit like that. And those are good moves, but there's still the issue of Ben Simmons and. And, and be playing and be. together. But see, my thing is this too. Philly did a great job with Al Horford. Then they turned around and gave Tobias Harris $185 million. That shit was stupid. I mean, they felt I, like I, they had to. But they didn't, though. They yeah. didn't, though. And I love Tobias Harris. I wish we could have kept him for the Pistons. Everybody know I'm a very big Tobias Harris fan. Walking bucket since he's been in the league. He not worth 185 He not worth $100 million. I'm giving him 90 at best. He don't play defense. I'm giving him no more he, than that. Yeah. I'm giving you no more than that. There's no way in hell. For, for Philly to go out and make that move, that's your max contract guy. He has to now make a leap in play. But I feel, I feel like Philly had to pay him. If they didn't pay him, they're losing out on Jimmy Butler and they're losing out on him. With this move, they're the favorite to come out the East. With, with Al Horford, with Tobias Harris. I think the Al Horford move was more significant than the Tobias Harris signing. Easy. It Easy. was. And see, now the thing is this. Now y'all got all the defense in the world. You can stop everybody pretty much because with the length and the activity. But how can you score? I think, but Embiid is you a walking bucket. You lost JJ Reddick, but Josh Harris, Josh Richardson can can shoot. 
I think he was averaging what? He got to step his game up too. Eighteen in Miami, though. average like eighteen in Miami. He, he, they gonna need all eighteen of them. But you and still got Tobias so. that average like twenty. You still got Embiid that's an MVP caliber got to be healthy. Ben Simmons need a jump shot. It's too many factors over there to for me to be like, you know what? I don't. I mean, I really don't have Philly as the favorite. You know what I'm saying? I like the move with Al Horford, bringing in Richardson, a young guy. He gonna be ready to go. He gonna be excited. But the, the Tobias thing really threw me off. You know, I, I call him. And, and Brett Brown got to get better too as a head coach because he holding them back. I see them. I see them as the favorite for one simple one simple reason. They played the Raptors the toughest. They went seven with, with Toronto in Toronto and they lost and it came down to one shot. Yeah. So they could easily sit back and say, we can run this bitch back and say, do it again. Beat us with a shot again. That's the thing though. You don't got Jimmy Butler. That changed everything. But you, all right, but you don't have Jimmy Butler, but you add Al Horford. You know what I'm saying? Al Horford no slouch on offense. Not at all. You know, or so, defense. So they could feel like they the favorites. They could feel like they should be the champions right now if they if Dog wouldn't have made that shot. They could easily feel that way. Brett Brown, with all the issues that he had and, and Ben Simmons and Embiid playing together, mm-hmm. that team sitting back right now could be feeling like, we the champ. We should be the champions. Yeah. We could be the champions if right I was, now. If I had a Philly jersey on, that's my mindset. That's yeah. how I would come into it. Like, we really should have been there. But yeah. in, in actuality, I mean, that ain't really, you know what I'm saying, that ain't really what went down. You got to look at what Indiana did, too. I was about to say that, too, man. Uh, Indiana, man, they went out there and got Brogdon. Uh, TJ Warren. Yeah, they got TJ Warren. And, and Indiana make very quiet moves. Jeremy Lamb. Small market. I mean, with Indiana, man, I, Victor Depot coming back healthy too, man. Like that's they the top, be, that's they the top gonna, 14. That's the top 14 in the East, in my opinion. But there's nobody talking about them, man. I think outside of us, I heard Kendrick Perkins say something about Indiana. And I think one more commentator, I think I might have heard Twitter not talking about them. Nobody. Understand that they're going to make some noise. And they're going to push Milwaukee in that division too. I think I think that in that central division is gonna be a dog fight. It is, man. Pistons, Grizz, I mean Pistons, Bucks, Pacers, and the, the Bulls improved too. But I can't see them making the playoffs. But Indiana, I love the pickup of Malcolm Brogdon. Him and Oladipo back there in the backcourt playing defense together and offensively. And Jamie and Lamb, some, Jamie Lamb is gonna he'll he'll lighten the off that bench. He gets though. you buckets. T.J. Warren can get you buckets. He can't defend, but he can get you some buckets. Mm-hmm. So. uh I, I like I love what they did. Uh, we got to talk about Kyrie and KD. Oh man, we got to talk about the Brooklyn move, man. How the Brooklyn move that kind of they broke New <laughs> kind of feel lackluster after what, lackluster after what happened in the Clippers, but the Brooklyn move uh, that was significant though. Kyrie went home, flat mm-hmm. out. He went home. Kyrie went home. He uh, from Jersey, grew up a Nets fan. I got so I got a I got a dilemma right here. Right, with that move was great. It's a great move. But let me ask you, do you feel like KD is a follower and not a leader? Yeah. Kyrie made that move first, and then KD followed him. If you're the true alpha dog, you should have made your own move and then made him make his KD move. KD made a lot of mistakes in this whole process of picking this and making this move. Uh, first was the FaceTime to Clay Thompson saying, we will come back next year and we got unfinished business. Mm-hmm. You basically lied to dog. Um, you don't owe – you don't owe anybody shit, but don't get on the phone and say, this is what we're doing. It's right. after you hurt yourself, ooh, you got hurt, and he got hurt. You know what I'm saying? People want to say about the Warriors and uh, what Andre Iguodala said, don't force him to play. Well, he basically lied because the agent and the player has to sign off on the injury report. 
you can't you you can't sit up here and say, "Well, they forced me to play when you and your agent signed off on the injury report." But it was, you it still could have been pressure though, pressure from your teammates. It's different from the front office. You don't even give a damn about the front office. Yeah, but when I mean, your, it's going to be brothers pressure. and arms are saying, hey, it's, it's, we need you out here. And you're going to try to come back and play, in my opinion. Yeah, but I know the the athlete, like I told you, we all been hurt before and we all want to get out there and play. Right. You know what I'm saying? And just like the Warriors doctors told um, KD that you you healthy enough to play, you know what I'm saying? His doctor said the same thing. The same doctors that he taking with him to Brooklyn. They mm-hmm. said well, you want to get, you can't hurt the the uh, the the leg any worse than what it already is. So he took the risk as well. Yes, they pressured him. You know what I'm saying? They wanted him to play. Who mm-hmm. wouldn't want their best player to play on the floor if you could play? You know what I'm saying? And see, I think Kevin Durant got alpha male talent with a beta male mindset. I think he got he a follower, bro. He he, he followed. He followed, man. Like and and that's a big issue with, with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, how I look at the Brooklyn Nets, I'm looking at it like that's Kyrie team. That's not even when KD get back. You know what I'm saying? Whether he come back full health, whether he come back 80, 90%, that's Kyrie team. I, I, I don't think it's – I think it's both of their team for right now just for the simple fact that nobody's played a game in the, in the Nets uniform yet and took them anywhere, you know what I'm saying? Off top, right now, if, they, if KD was healthy, he's the best player on that team. He's who they're going to pay to see. Kyrie can do all the dribble moves or whatever, but when you really sit back and look at it, mm-hmm. he only crossed somebody once out of every five games. The handle, you know what I'm saying, is there, and you expect him. That's what he's known for. Mm-hmm. But in the same mindset, you're paying to see this seven-foot guy crossover, shoot from 30, you know what I'm saying? And I think he will come back 100%. He never really relied on athleticism anyway. Right, he He's seven skill. foot. Yeah, he pure skill. I can dribble right. better than you. I can shoot over, over anybody. Over anybody. If you put a big on me, I'm going to go around him. If you put a small on me, I'm going to put him on the block. I'm going to punish him. That's, that's KD's game. So I think eventually it's going to be KD's team. And I think if he win a championship in Brooklyn, it's going to mean more than the championships he won in Golden State. Because the culture, was already, more. the culture was already way built. More. Matter so. of fact, if you win, you get to change the whole outcome and you get to change the narrative of your of your legacy. Yeah. Period. If you if you win. But like I said, that's like, the thing though, you gotta win. And it's a, as we all know, it's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, you know what I'm saying, with it. But just like we said on the last episode, you're risking you're now risking that if I go somewhere else and I lose, that it's always been about Golden State. I only won because of Golden State. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what he's risking. So, um, I like I said, I like the move. I like DeAndre Jordan going with him. I feel like DeAndre Jordan should come off the bench because Jared Allen and his growth. True. Jared Allen is the the young up and coming big, and I feel like hey, and let's let's talk about it. let's give him his props too because he's great on defense. Yeah, he needs some work on offense, but that boy be out here blocking shots. He met Brian at the rim multiple times last year, and you just don't meet Brian at the rim and come out successful. You know, most of the people you end up on a poster, not mm-hmm. not Jared Allen. You know what I'm saying? So you got to give him his props. And he, and he go rebound, he go catch lives. That's gonna be perfect for what. Uh, but him, Kyrie but, getting in the paint. But DJ going there, to, like, really is gonna help him though. Whether he's whether he start or not though, that's really gonna help him out a lot. So, uh, do you see any championships coming out of that move? No, sir. Not a, not a, not from the Brooklyn Nets. I don't see it. It's great. I'm glad that it happened. It excited everybody. You know, it's getting us through this long summer with no basketball. Uh, but no, ain't no move. Ain't no championships come out of there. 
not out of Brooklyn. I agree. I don't see I don't see it moving the needle. Uh, I think they're gonna be good. I think they're gonna be really good, and I think they can come out the East. They can do whatever the hell they want. So ain't no championships coming from out of there. They got great. They can change the jersey. They got an excellent arena. They all that Jay Z Rock Nation. I mean, they super excited. Did they take over New York? Oh, they took over New York. And that hurt my heart because I'm a Knicks fan. Everybody I know. think that a they lot of the show took over New York. The Knicks haven't done shit since the 90s. 99 well, they was took the over, last year they, they took went over to the finals, right? 99? 99, yeah. That's when they lost to the... San Antonio. So they lost it to was Spurs. a clean sweep, too. So now you get the situation with... Uh, um, uh, you get the situation. These kids... Just somebody that's 20 years old don't remember shit from the Knicks. <laughs> They don't remember shit that the Knicks did. They don't. Just a 20-year-old kid, you would be like, the Knicks is a great franchise. They'd be like, bitch, where? <laughs> they automatically, they're going, and that's saying me taking a shot at the Knicks. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Because I know you're a Knicks fan. So you know what I'm saying? But it's just though. being honest. If, if you talk a 25-year-old kid. It's fault, though. If you ask a 25-year-old man and be like, hey, man, what you think about the Knicks? He'd be like. Those niggas weak as hell. Like he, <laughs> he don't remember Patrick Ewan. He don't remember that shit. Yeah, That's what we remember that, as they kids. Don't remember the Allen Houston, Larry Johnson, Latrell Sprewell. You know what I'm saying? Charles, Charles Starks, John, uh, Charles Oakley. They, they Oakley, don't remember Anthony Mason. They don't you know, know what I'm saying? John Starks. They, they don't, don't remember that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm. I'm losing memory on this shit. <laughs> you know, so I'm 32. Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah, you know you know, Pat Riley. You know Pat what I'm saying? Riley, yeah. Pat Riley did coach from Woods. So, you know what I'm saying? I think Brooklyn, these kids remember what they only but know see, what they know. The area that we in right now anyway, though, a lot of motherfuckers don't even have teams. And a lot of people, they tweet me, they hit me up on Facebook talking shit about the Knicks and my team, the Pistons. And I don't even respond because you don't even have a team. You have one player that you follow. I can't yeah. even respect that. No. So that means wherever your old nigga go, you go. That's that's some chump shit. Like, yeah, I, I got told really... last night, like, I can't believe you still rocking with the Lakers after this Paul George Kawhi move. I said, motherfucker, that's... <laughs> this ain't nothing new. This is my team. Right. I watch every about? Piston game, dog. Like, oh. we ain't won the championship since 03. Oh, 04. We ain't won a playoff game. Oh, 04. We ain't won a playoff game in 10 years. A my, playoff game. And let me, let me say this, too. If I could still be a motherfucking Lions fan, I damn sure could still be a Knicks and a Pistons fan. You know what? Because, nigga, the Lions make me cry every year. I be what the fuck going on? Man. You know what I'm saying? I be in this motherfucker getting full-blown attitudes with my, with with my girl. Because as a motherfucker. You hungry? Girl. Why the fuck would you ask me if I'm hungry? We just lost. <laughs> you know I'm mad at we just the fucking Lions. And, and I'm hungry in the motherfucker. Nigga, my pastor told me, don't even rush home. Don't even rush home on Sundays. We know the outcome. I said, ain't this some shit? That's why I stopped going to church. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we got to talk about Kimball Walker, man. Oh, All right. I like that move, man. I feel like Kimball Walker will be more successful with Boston Celtics than Kyrie was. I agree. He fit that team better, man, to be completely I, honest with you. Like I said on the last podcast, Kimball Walker is, is the Kyrie is what to Kobe Bryant was to Michael Jordan. They're the same fucking player, mm-hmm. but I think Kimball fits – Kemba has had to be ball dominant with Charlotte because he ain't had shit at all. He didn't play with nobody. Michael Jordan drunk as hell on the bench, <laughs> eyes orange. They got jaundice, jaundice in his eyes. Like this nigga, like how do you not pay the only motherfucker you got on your team, bro? This motherfucker Jordan do a horrible job of running anything. Like, but it's the, but that move was, to be honest, the best move for them to make. Yeah. Was to let Kemba walk and for them to sign uh, a player like uh, 
um, Terry Rozier. To the same. To Scary Terry. To basically to the same deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Scary Terry. So, uh, that was, that was, that was, that was the, uh, that was the, uh, that was the that was basically the the best move, you know what I'm saying, for them to do. It's the cheaper move. Flip them ribs. Another thing too, you like this move way more than I do. Goddamn uh, D'Angelo Russell going to the Golden State Warriors. I feel like that was a lackluster move. I feel like Golden State just wanted to get in the mix. Like, in my opinion, you Golden State just like I feel like they did that shit for attention. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just went and got him just because. Like, the be- the reason why I like the move. Is because you get a guy, uh-huh. you look at the two best players or three best players, and Draymond, Draymond, um, Steph, and Clay, they've won three championships. Their hunger isn't where what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? It's not what it used to be. It's still there. But now you bring in two young guys. That's what that's that's really was the big attribute that KD brought to him. He was hungry. He hadn't tasted championship. He hadn't tasted any of that. You know. So now you get a guy like uh um KD, I mean uh D'Angelo Russell, who got a glimpse, you know, of redemption last year from coming back from LA. You also get a guy who hasn't won shit and Willie Colley staying in him. They hungry. They feel like, okay, we went to Golden State, so we can win now. Right. I can win a chip now. Just going to Golden State, walking that locker room, them guys are looking at it like, okay, I can win a championship. And they can. Now, Clay Thompson and and Steph Curry do all their damage without the ball, coming off screens. Draymond Green, that's why Draymond was damn near walking triple up because he was the playmaker. Right. Now you add another player. Now you can do a pick and roll with Draymond and D'Angelo mm-hmm. with Clay and Steph running. How do you stop that? You just added another 20-plus point per game score. And people say, well, how I many balls what? you going to have? But he don't need the ball. I mean, Steph and Clay don't need the ball. No, they don't. They make their so damage. Which, so your, in your mind, they're going to play small, boy. They're going to have D'Angelo running the one, Steph at the two, Clay at the three, and then Draymond and, and what, a big? And, and, and Carly Stein. Carly at the center. But I look at, um, I look at, I look, this is what they're going to do. On offense, Steph is going to be the point on offense. They both have issues guarding. I'm about to say. They man. both had issues playing defense. So when you look, have both of them on the court, on defense, D'Angelo go check the twos and Steph gonna check the ones. You gotta clay at the three. Mm-hmm. Clay can play the two or the three. He he's can. that big. He's yeah. he's that he's long, he's big, pause. And he played defense. Yeah, and he played defense. You know what I'm saying? So but on offense, that's when you go get, you know, Steph gonna play the two. He's more of a two anyway. He's a shooter. He's a scorer. He just happens to be unselfish and can pass. Yeah. So I still think that Golden State is going to be effective. I think still they go, I think they're going to be good. I think Steph Curry, people keep forgetting like this motherfucker ain't the unanimous MVP. Like people keep forgetting, and you it's see, funny. My, my thing is though, man, you don't, you don't. My, this, 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 what everybody looking at. It, nobody doubting Steph and his ability. What we looking at is you just lost an all-time great in KD, and you down Clay. You lost an all-time great in KD, and you down, and you down with Clay. That ain't no easy just thing to lose. I understand that's, that's, that's that. That's not easy right there. But that's we gotta, difficult. We that's gotta, difficult as hell. We got to remember when KD went down against Houston. Golden State won two straight against Houston. Right. They swept Portland. Right. 
And then the narrative changed quickly on ESPN everywhere that, oh, he's not a – they don't need him. He's not a necessity. He's a luxury. Right. That quick, everybody said, oh, they don't need KD to win no more. They never needed We Well, we just forgot how good he was. But damn, now – But damn, though, this is what I'm saying, though, L.A. You got to look at this. You lost KD, mm-hmm. Clay for at least – Clay might be done. Clay might not come back until what? At the earliest they say in February. April. They say in February. I don't know. They said it's a six. But he a shooter though, so mm-hmm. he might. You right. You might be right. But then you lost Iggy too. Did that now, count Iggy, for something? Iggy Iggy does count. He's that veteran. He's that voice off the bench. He's that another defender, another playmaker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the thing that the Warriors figured out was in the finals was we have an issue with shooting outside of Steph and Clay. We have an issue with shooting. Because Draymond jump shot been declining yeah. year by year. Now, he's a playmaker. He'll get everybody involved in things of that nature. So, they went up there and got Jordan Poole, who dropped 21 yesterday in the summer league. You know what I'm saying? Good they shooting. brought Jimmer for that in. You know what I'm saying? Who can shoot? We all know he can shoot. Glenn Robinson the third is a 3 and D type guy. He didn't make shit here for Detroit. Nah, but I guarantee you go to Golden State and start making shots, and we will be mad as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But you, brought, you bring in those type of players that's all right. It's offensive talent. D'Angelo Russell. We know he can shoot. We know he can score. So now you just added more shooting to the team, and that was your that was your that was your weakness. And it's, it sounds funny to say some shit like that, but it really was their weakness. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So now, but th- this is a good transition though, right? Because we got we talking about you know Golden State. My thing is this: then who are your top four teams in the West? Top four teams. Your no prediction. Order? No order or what order? We, let's let's make it hard on us. So let's do it with order. Give me your top four teams. Starting off with who you think will come out the West as the one seed in the playoffs. I got the Lakers coming out the West. Okay. I got the Clippers coming right behind them. Okay. I got Utah third, and then I'm gonna have to go with Denver fourth. I got Denver Nuggets as the number one team coming out. That particular team, they've been through a lot, but they have the exact same team returning. With, in my opinion, who should have been the, the coach of the year, Mike Malone. They hungry. They're going to be pissed off. They got He's going to have them boys ready. I got them being the number one seed because people don't take into account chemistry. Chemistry means a lot in the NBA. Uh, knowing where you're going to be at. Mm-hmm. Our chemistry, how we do this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. nobody, we couldn't do this with, you know, somebody, somebody, else. somebody yeah. else. It has to be like that. Number two, I got the Clippers as a number two seed. Mm-hmm. Um, that defense that they're going to put out, and that they have a great mixture of veterans and young talent with a Hall of Fame coach and Doc Rivers. Yeah. That the city is gonna be excited. And people need to remember too that they will be getting their own home. Uh they building a whole Steve Baldwin is building uh a stadium for the Clippers. So they're not gonna be at the Staples Center no more. At number three, I got that big brother in the Lakers. Brian A D Boogie. I mean, come on, man. We know what the fuck about to happen with them boys. They ain't going to be losing too much. Like, Brian, ready, he excited. Boogie and AD, they happy that they back together. You know, they happy that they back together. I, I feel like they need to get a little bit better supporting cast. But uh, I, off talent alone, they going to be number three. And number four, I got the Trailblazers, man. I got the Trailblazers, man. The people don't want to get them boys no respect out there, man. They just picked up Hassan Whiteside. That's really, really going to help them out a lot. And my sleeper team in the West will probably be Utah, man. Not sleeper team out uh, in the West. Um, if I could pick a sleeper team in the West, I think I might have picked them in Utah in there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I really love what what the Lakers did. Uh, I, and, and I was one of the people, I wanted them to get uh, Kawhi. I wanted Kawhi to come there. I mean, who wouldn't want Kawhi to be there? Yeah, but I chance. also felt like the better move was to have 
to take that thirty-two million and, and spread it out with talent mm-hmm. to to back up your big two or big three. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's because, gonna be a big three. Uh, I look at it. Um, even before they got Boogie, I thought that Kuzma was good enough for them to have a big three. So now you got a guy like Kuzma coming off the bench. You brought back JaVale McGee, who's a rim protector and can yeah, finish yeah. it around the basket. Athletic. Yeah. Rondo back. You signed Danny Green, who's a 3 and D type guy who they can guard that. multiple positions they and knock down threes. Um, Quinn Cook. You brought him from, from Golden State, who just played in the final, who has championship final, experience, yes, yes. who's won a championship. Super important. Bro. Yeah, so he going to come off that bench and knock down some big shots. I can see him in that Van Fleet type role. Um, Another thing too, I wanna I wanna talk about this too. When it comes to Boogie Cousins though, outside of and Joel Embiid, if he healthy, he the best center. It's got to be between it's him, it's Embiid, him, and then Joker. Yeah, you I know think Joker. Saying? To me, I think Joker the best uh, big in the but league. But still, think about it. You still got a top three guy in your position mm-hmm. on your. That make a difference. A lot of people when, not really. I think people that forget Boogie, when he's you know? healthy, and I think I think people look at the negatives before they look at the positives. For sure. Boogie, like I said, 16, 8, and 5 in 25 minutes last year. And an offense that he's not even fine to. Well, he's not even, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, he, and he came off an Achilles injury. He came off an Achilles injury. People said it take you the year of getting back, and then the next year you come back full strength. He averaged 16 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and he's playing, sharing the ball with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and he's playing 25 minutes. That's what he gave you. Mm-hmm. Now he'll be 100% next year mm-hmm. playing with LeBron, AD, Kuzma, KCP, Danny Green. You know what I'm saying? He's going to – don't be surprised if he give you 20 and 10. I wouldn't be. I think he's going to start the season coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to come off the bench starting the season. But I think he'll be so good. He's going to be so dominant. And I, he might not even start the season because once you get to training camp and you out there punishing JaVale McGee <laughs> or you punishing – AD in, on a block, mm-hmm. you in that second unit out, actually out there winning, <coughs> winning some of them battles. That's gonna fuck some people. That's gonna fuck Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd up and say, "We got a star, buddy." Yeah, we don't have to. And that's gonna allow LeBron to be the point guard. Mm-hmm. LeBron is the point guard, and I feel like LeBron really about to show his ass next year, man, because he because of AD. AD talent wise, I know Dwayne Wade and, and you know Hall of Famer talent wise, AD is the best player LeBron's ever played with. Easy, easy. It's about to get crazy out west. I don't so, think I don't think he ever played with a player this caliber ever because of how different he is. Man. Like Dwayne Wade did lead the league in scoring right. the year he got there. You know what I'm saying? But they were both two perimeter players. LeBron's never played with a post player this talented. Kevin Love when he was in when he was in Minnesota was, was very good. Closest one. But Kevin Love also had issues far as size, mm-hmm. not being able to defend. There's nothing that AD cannot do. Nothing. There's nothing no, he on the can't do. Court. So I think that's why I look at it, and this is why I can't pick the Clippers over the Lakers because you're going to give me playoff Brian, healthy, 100%, with the proper veterans, mm-hmm. with Anthony Davis. With a, You know what I'm saying? I, See, I, I can't. That's man. why I, I like what the Clippers did. I think the Clippers made a power move. And I think it's going to be the Lakers yeah, and Clippers they, in the East Western Conference Finals. They made, 
Yeah, it's gonna be an LA event. Yeah, right. let's be real. It's and I think that event. that front, that starting lineup, and they, the Clippers team is so unique, bro. They, it's crazy. They good. got two players that come off the bench that can go bro, for twenty. They was both in the running for six man of the year. Exactly. They coming off the bench, bro. But they gonna finish them games. Still getting better. They gonna finish them games. Like man, come on, man. Doc Rivers about to have them boys ready, man. Don't be surprised, man. Fellas, oh, oh, ladies and no gentlemen, surprise. do not be surprised. There's no Look, surprise at we all. We gotta get out east though. Good. So give me your top four teams in the east. Uh, Philly, number one. Okay. Uh, number two, I'm at to go with Boston. Mm, mm, mm. I'm at to go with Boston. Number two, mm-hmm. I love what they did with Kemba, Enos Kanter, and I don't think they done. I think that OKC still in, in fire sale mode, and I I could see Stephen Adams being a player there. Because uh, they need a big. You know, Enos Kanter is a, a good offensive player and a good rebounder, but defensively he has issues. And you get to bring them boys back together, Enos Kanter and uh, Stephen Adams. Exactly. Bring them back together. So uh, I got. Philly, Boston. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Indiana. Then I'm gonna go Milwaukee. And I, I just think that Milwaukee lost too much. I think that they lost Brogdon. I think that they lost Miritich. I think those two players. That's a, those are big losses. And I think unless Giannis come back and he's shooting the ball better, then I can say okay. He's shooting better than Ben Simmons. They brothers. <laughs> They step, bro. I'm sorry, bro. He's shooting better than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons don't even attempt them, motherfucker. At least no, Giannis will put it up. Oh, but I, I think they, I just think they twin brothers. They the same player. I don't think neither one of them do any. Neither one of them do anything better than the other one. I think that uh, that Giannis is a better shot blocker. But Ben Simmons is a good defender, good passer. He don't really have no post game. I, I guess Giannis is a better scorer. Giannis better though, man. Look at look at yeah. when you, look how Giannis was treating Ben Simmons when they played against each other. Man, yeah. he bagged him down, banged on him with the left hand. Yeah, and then looked at him like he better for sure, man. You know. Uh, but look, give me your sleeper team in the East too, and then I'm gonna give you my top four of my sleeper. Uh, sleeper team in the East. I'm gonna have to go with the Pistons, uh, especially with this Russell Westbrook news about them, them in Miami. Being, you know, the most and them being a more aggressive team going after Russell Westbrook. Uh, I don't think they're gonna have to give up a lot for Russell Westbrook. Uh, I think I'm giving up the house for Russ. I ain't gonna lie. I think the deal for Russ that I would do is Reggie Jackson, Kennard, Galloway, and how many first round picks y'all want? Pretty much. I'll give it to y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that deal, you still got Siku, you still got Blake, you still got Drummond. You just brought in Derrick Rose. Kyrie Thomas. Kyrie Thomas been balling in the summer league. Man. Bruce Brown been balling in the summer league. Man. So you st- Thon Maker, you still have some your young talent. Yep. You gave up your best young piece in, in Kennard, but you yeah. just got, brought in Markeith Morris. Yeah. You just brought in Derrick Rose. This just is came the, off 18. Right now, this is the perfect time to go after a superstar, but it's the perfect time to go after Russell Westbrook. Yeah. We need him in Detroit. Russell Westbrook playing in the East is going to be – you remember how Blake Griffin was looked at all west, but he was in a cluttered Western Conference with all these exactly. great players and shit. Yeah. Blake Griffin was actually, in my eyes, a top ten player this year. He averaged twenty five, eight and five. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of. There's not a lot of players doing that. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? In the NBA, he was an all star. You know what I'm saying? He basically played by himself. Now you put that that type of talent with a triple double talent, a triple double talent. Russell Westbrook, what he is going to do is getting in the paint. He's going to take away a lot of the ball handling duties away from Blake Griffin. He will give Blake Griffin the op- uh, more scoring opportunities. When Blake, mm-hmm. when, when Russ in the pick and roll with Blake, either you're going to cut Russ off or you'll give Blake wide open dunks. Or, but more importantly, though, I think it's going to be more devastating when you give a pick and roll with him and Drummond. Yeah. Because now 
Remember, we all know what Drummond gonna do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Drummond gonna bring the house down. But defensively too, all three of them guys play D. You know what I'm saying? And he brings they a demeanor. Gonna, that's what I'm saying. They're gonna bring an attitude that Detroit need. He bringing a Detroit attitude to Detroit. Exactly. Like, you can't really beat that. So look, my top four teams in the East. I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks right now. Giannis the MVP, man. I'm not gonna disrespect anything they've done. I don't think that Brogdon and Miritich loss was as big as everybody wants it to be. Not in my mind. I still think they got a strong bench. I really wish they really need a, a better point guard. They actually need a Mike Conn. They need like a true point guard. Eric Bledsoe to me is just not getting it done. He ain't what he used to be already. Uh, he can't shoot worth shit. So, uh, but I still got Bucks as a number one seed. Following them up, boy, I got the Sixers. Um, Everybody know why. <laughs> I got the Celtics with that Kimball move. I really think that Kimball move is so significant in my in my opinion, and I really don't think people are respecting that Kimball move enough. They ain't talking about it a lot on social media. They ain't talking about it a lot on ESPN, CBS Sports, or whatever the case may be. That Kimball move is going to be very, very deadly with that young group of talent. I just hope they mesh well and play well together. And then my team I have in the fourth seat is the Pacers. Um, me and you, we big on that Pacers team. Yeah, you I, know love, what I'm I love what they did. I love what I they like did. what they did. A lot of people looking at us crazy. Um, I done had people already hit me up like, the Pacers? Like, look, man, you first of the party. That's all I say now. Yeah. Uh, certain shit, I don't need response. First of the party. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Just, just tone in. And my sleeper team, I'm going to have to go with Miami. And, I, and literally, y'all think you might have just convinced me. Because <laughs> yeah. I had to think about it like, damn, that's a low-key sleeper team, though, you know? Yeah, because I don't with think Jimmy they Jimmy going down there, man, that's a sleeper team. You man. look at all the talent they got with Winslow, and, and think about it, they get Waiters. Westbrook. Yeah, and if Shit. they are the team to get Westbrook, no, yeah, you yeah, really you, got that. You got to put them somewhere. Fire. That's fire. Him and Jimmy together. Yeah, and they got, they got players that ball. play hard. Mm-hmm. They got Adebayo, James Johnson, uh, Winslow. All those guys play hard. They tough nose defensive players. They're not giving you shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to play. Kelly Olenek is the piston killer. You know what I'm saying? He always played good against us. Uh, Deion Waiters healthy again. Just seeing him at uh, Rico Hines giving buckets. Man, that private run, they be going. Nuts. Yeah, so, you know, I see him. You know, he giving buckets. You know, you know he a walking bucket. Mm-hmm. He a tough nose defender, tough nose guy. Going Dragic on a fast break. You know what I'm saying? So, I really like that. I like that squad. They just uh, got Myers Leonard, too, from Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like that move. I like that team. I like uh, I like what they're doing. But um, so look, man, we about to wrap up our NBA section. We know that was super long, but look, we had to give y'all everything that went down, all the stuff that happened, and uh, the NBA season, man, is gonna be crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? But up next. We got something for the ladies as usual, man. But we got something a little bit even more special for the ladies. We got two two segments where we're going to talk about the ladies, man, here coming up. All right? So y'all stay tuned, man. First to the party. Yep. Yo, we back first to the party. This is our segment where we like to shine the light. And sporting world on the ladies, man. Female we, athlete, man. We, we love to talk about the female athletes. They don't get enough love on any major social media, any major uh, media outlet, period. So we want to make sure we do our due diligence and covering all of the sports, and that includes these ladies. You know, today we're going to tackle the myth, the legend, <laughs> 15-year-old Coco Golf, man. Tennis player, man. Man, she tearing it up at Wimbledon right now, man. She the youngest player to ever qualify for Wimbledon in the open air. She's 15 years old, 15 man. years old and to the final 16. Has beaten a, a legendary Venus Williams. Uh, last tournament, she beat Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. Amazing, man. That's uh, amazing, bro. Amazing. Like, that's crazy. That's like, that's the equivalent to a 15-year-old boy beating Michael Jordan in yeah. one-on-one. Yeah. And Mike really playing, though. 
Yeah, it's, it's that's crazy. Like that's not getting enough attention. Like that's out of hand. Like yeah. this girl just beat the greatest, almost the greatest female athlete of all time. Not just the greatest Man, tennis player. Serena Williams may be the greatest athlete of all time. Athlete, <laughs> like all not, time. not not just, not just women's athlete. Like she has so many championships. Uh, that is crazy. So uh, this for this young girl at fifteen to be doing it is amazing. A uh, fifteen-year-old. Uh, you know, and she's from uh, Delray, Florida. Yeah, I believe she's from Delray, Florida. Just to give y'all a little background on her, so y'all can look her up. Make sure you follow her on Twitter and all that. Uh, she the youngest player to uh, to win a singles a singles match in Wimbledon since uh, 1999. The 1991. Uh, Jennifer Caparetti was the person that did it before her. I have no idea who that is. But no. it's still making history. Uh, she was dominant in the junior uh, in the junior league. Um, she was uh she won the uh, 2018 Junior French Open. And uh, no, she was 13 when she did that. <laughs> that's man, crazy. Like that's that's crazy, man. I, but the thing is, she's 15. She only got uh, more to go. I just hope that Serena Venus show her the ropes. And Take- Sloan too. Don't forget about Sloan, man. Sloan is a, a black female. She about 20 something. She like 20, 23, 24. She cold. I hope that Autumn, you know, get a hold of that 15 year old and really uh, groom her to be yeah, the next. And best. work with her shorter ends and out. Just Please. not just not about tennis, but about the politics of this shit and mm-hmm. about people just trying to get in and fuck with her. You know, uh, Venus and Serena dad was really the the the. He was like LeVar Ball. The protector for him. Yeah, he protected him from any of the bullshit on the outside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they they hated him for that. But he got the greatest greatest athlete of all time out of that. So uh, I just hope that they, you know, grab her and show her. Like, he's going to get a lot of people come out of nowhere that fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? But you have to be strong enough. And just teach her the knowledge. But yeah, she already got the athletic game. ability. She got the fire. She came from yeah. behind that last match. Bro, she did. She was down two points. Yeah, and she came through. And you seen the fire. It got I me hyped. I love that passion, man. Man, I watched that shit. I me, love that shit. Me and my lady watched the shit. And uh, we rarely watch tennis here. Mm-hmm. We don't really watch tennis here. And I had it on or whatever. And we was in that motherfucker watching the shit. And we got up yelling, screaming, like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh She's been an uh, uh, inspiration and from from uh, baby girl from LSU to her. The young black female right now is breaking records. They are, man. These two black young black females are doing their thing, and they're breaking records, man. So uh, shout out to Coco Golf, man. You keep going home, girl. We rooting on you. We behind you, baby. 100%, keep going, baby. 100%. Um, the next thing we got to talk about is them ladies out there, man. <laughs> that USA women's soccer team, USA, man. they hey, won today, man. They went crazy, man. though, they man. They got the gold, man. Yo, they won today, man. The World Cup. That's back-to-back, man. They the first team to win back-to-back in the USA history. They've never won it back-to-back. And it's the fourth time that they captured the World Cup. So this is a big deal for not only – uh, the ladies, man, but for the entire country, man, you supposed to be behind your country, man. So these ladies did their thing, and shout out to my girl Rapino. You know, man, she won Rapino. the Golden Boot. She won the Golden Boot Award as the top scorer, and then she also won a Golden Ball Award as a top player. She so. bought out, man. Uh, a lot, you know, a lot of people are talking about them in the the uh, the sipping the tea uh, celebration or whatever, and yeah. trying to get on a head, man. <laughs> I, I love all that celebrations, man. Keep going, Lit. man. Y'all brought some flair, some fight, some fire. <laughs> Some excitement to the sport of soccer. And so people I, that don't even like soccer, that don't follow it. I know it's probably the biggest sport in the world. For sure. When you come to
to you know different countries and things mm -hmm. of that nature. But them girls, y'all brought some flair to it, man. I don't care about what everybody's saying about the disrespect of the game. Have fun, man. Y'all having fun, and it's showing. It showed in this run. So mm -hmm. keep it going, ladies. We and appreciate then, you. I want to shout out to Alex Morgan, who also was uh, on our team. She scored six goals. Um, and assisted on three of them out the, in the entire tournament. Rapino did the exact same thing. Alex Morgan, she won a silver boot, so she was right behind. So that's basically, and that's never happened before in soccer history where two players on the uh, same team or basically represent one country wins the gold boot and the silver boot. We the first to ever do that. So that's that's that was amazing. You know Al Mo, we ain't forget about you, baby. We know. <laughs> we seen you. Heck yeah. We seen you. And I want to shout out to Rapino, man, because she showed us she know a little bit about our culture, you know, in the black community. Yes, how she, uh, she, um, uh, she uh, quoted Nipsey Hussle in her victory lap run, you uh -huh. know what I'm saying? And that's ironic that that was a victory lap run that they went on and she, you know, uh, quoted Nipsey. Man. So that's dope, you know. Our hey, the marathon, the marathon <laughs> continues so man that's what all we got for the ladies uh oh uh diana tarashi she coming back dt Yo. is returning to the wnba uh back surgery uh and knee surgery too. lady mamba she backs <laughs> so the phoenix mercury y'all better get with, ready uh, Brittany griner already been dominating this year they look like they coming for vegas man so yeah, uh man. Them, hey dt we already know where she is man and when it comes to uh the sport of women's basketball. So we got Candace Parker returning, and we just and we getting Diana Taurasi. Now we just waiting on you, Sue Bird. It's on you, baby. Time for you to make your return, baby. And yeah, this sure. man, this season, this WNBA season has been fired. It They've already been, been fired. It, yeah. You got a lot of different, uh, a lot of different players coming back and stepping out and coming out. You know what I'm saying? So we, the Vegas, the Las Vegas Aces, has been doing anything, but you know. A lot of people was a little worried when Maya Moore said she wasn't coming back. You know, worried about what's going to happen with the WNBA and things and whatnot. But she a big star, man. Yeah. She, is a, she a really big star with them. Yeah, but Liz Cambage and the Aces, Asia uh, Wilson. And now you got... Uh, the 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 twin uh, the sisters and Gumaque twin uh, twin uh, sisters in I'll LA with, with, with uh Candace, Candace Parker. Parker, and now you got Diana Taurasi with Brittany Griner in Phoenix. You know, since so it's gonna be hot. So hopefully the defending champions uh, out there in Seattle can get that girl back and Sue Bird, and this league is gonna is just gonna heat up. I, I, I'm loving the uh, the momentum they're getting. Mm -hmm. We just found out this week that on NBA 2K20, the girls are on the game. And shout out to Live too, man, because Live put them in there first. They yeah. had them in there last year. They had the ladies in there. So it's looking like this year we're going to be able to have two story modes, one for the ladies and one for the guys. I'm going to knock out both of them, probably create my girl or my little sister or something, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever. I put that on there. So. Well, my girl my girl played 2K, so she probably going to create a girl. Hopefully she do. She always creating dudes and shit. I be wondering if she – Creating motherfuckers that she think look good and try to cheat on oh, the nigga on the God, game. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Go, man. No, <laughs> no, but like I said, 2K they just uh, entered the girls into the game, so that's that's a big plus. I'm uh, excited about that. Uh, hopefully, they let us play a franchise mode with the girls. That'd uh, be dope. That'd be dope. That would be dope. You know what I'm saying? That'd be something. You know, live gave us the girls, but they didn't give us a franchise mode. So hopefully, they 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 you know they use that. Gotta get people more hype into the game and uh and I our female be, friends. I would be hype if they did a legendary mode where you can go back and play with older teams or older players. I can bring yeah. back Detroit Shot. And then I that's gonna get me going. You yeah, know that'd be cool. like how we do it. Yeah, with us. So yeah, that'd I love crazy. that. I would love that. Um so that's all it is for the ladies then, right? Yeah. We covered it. We appreciate you ladies. Man, we appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all make sure y'all please continue to just support us. We're gonna continue to support y'all, man. So next we got the NFC West. It's great time, man. Y'all know time. what it is. Dun, 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 dun. Boom, boom, boom.
boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom. It's great. Hit time, y'all with man. some football, man. We'll be back. We back with some football, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. NFC West grades. Where where these guys where these guys went? We gonna I'm gonna start them off with the with the Cardinals, man. Um, Cliff Kingsbury coming in. I like what they did with drafting um, Cuz from uh, Oklahoma, Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. I like Kyler. I think he fits the offense. I think he improves the offense dramatically. I think he uh, hell yeah over Josh Rosen. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> but Josh I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Rosen didn't jo- have an offensive line. Though. He didn't, and he's a and he didn't fit the offense. I'm not. I like Josh Rosen. I think Josh Rosen's gonna do really good in Miami. I hope so. But. I think Cliff Kingsbury's fast, up-tempo offense, getting the ball out. Air raid. Air raid offense. You know, read option. Mm -hmm. That's going to bring David Johnson back. David Johnson was the only option last year. Uh, They were trying to implement Christian Kirk, the young rookie, or our receiver, um, and Larry Fitzgerald. You know, so so Fitzgerald is going to get an upgrade there. Uh, David Johnson, all just from playing with Kyler Murray and him getting all that attention. That's going to be big for them. they're going to lose uh, Patrick Peterson for the first four games to the PED. Mm-hmm. Um, they went out there and got Robert Alford, uh, Terrell Suggs, um, Brooks Reed. Terrell Suggs is a big pickup, man, because he still got some juice off that edge. You know what I'm saying? He's so. he a veteran, too. A good locker room guy. We'll get him in there, talk to him. You know. Speaking of that weak offensive line, them two pickups of Marcus uh, Gilbert and Desmond. From, yeah, from Pittsburgh. That was a good pickup, too. Yeah, so, I mean, they got better. They got better. I really don't see them doing. Uh, um, I don't really see them doing no real damage in that division, but uh, I like Hakeem Butler and Andy Isabella. Is- Isabella's a young. Uh, he's the fast white kid. Uh, he uh, he's fast. He gonna, he's gonna fit that offense. Air raid. Hakeem Butler's really really big. He went to uh, Iowa State. I really like him. Just to learn from one of the greats. And uh, Zach though. Allen from uh, Boston College, yeah. he pretty good too. Uh, he played in that tough defense over there. Uh, and then um, Byron Murphy. I wasn't feeling go- that pick. Well, he can go opposite of Patrick Peterson. He can, but the reason why I wasn't feeling the pick though is because Vance Joseph on a press. He clearly a, a zone. He clearly a zone. What's the name? He clearly a zone corner. Yeah, but you know he 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 can play both. He can do both. He could, uh, you know, he very physical, can tackle, very instinctive. So that's why I really like that pick. I like that one with that, uh, uh, with you know, going opposite of of him. If he goes into camp and he balls out, the loss of Patrick Peterson, as crazy as it's gonna sound, but maybe he could slow it down or it won't be as big. It won't be big of a notice. So what yeah. you get? A, what's the grade that you give Cardinals? Uh, I give him a B. I give him a B because they improved so much. They hit on a lot of different. Uh, Aspects and I think their team got better. So next up, we got the L.A. Rams. I think the L.A. I gave the L.A. Rams a B. I feel like they definitely lost a lot, a lot, especially on the offensive they, line. They they, they they lost a lot, but like some of the key losses was uh, they offensive guard they had in Roger Sanford. Sanford, yeah. They, they lost uh, Nadam Kasu and a big the big one to me was Lamarcus Joyner though. That safety that was a big blow. The Raiders got them one with him. I'm like, man. yo, and then they lost that linebacker and Mark Barron too. So I was it was looking pretty bad for them, but they went out and got Eric Weddle to kind of try to help out with that um with the, with the Lamarcus Joyner, Joyner yeah. and then they also drafted Taylor Rapp, which was the best safety in the draft to me at the, 
I feel like he was the best safety. Um, they got Daryl Henderson, which is a running back. That was like an okay little pickup. David Long, great pickup. Corner from Michigan. Corner from Michigan. And not just because he's from Michigan, but i seen him ball. He was mm-hmm. one of the best corners in the country. And y'all was able to get him at that, at that pick was great. Um, and then they got Clay Matthews, too, man. Off the edge, linebacker Clay Matthews. That's a big pickup. You know what I'm saying? So I give him a B. I think the Rams did decent. I, I, I give him a B with their offseason grade altogether. I feel like they lost a lot. I feel like they lost. I, 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 I thought they lost a lot in free agency with Roger Saffold leaving and mm-hmm. Marcus Joyner. Um, you got to remember, um, Jared Goff started struggling last year when he didn't um, – when he didn't have uh, Cooper Cup in the slot. Cooper Cup is not going to be back until probably mid-season. So you feel like they should have went out and got a slot? I just feel like if you lose, what happened with, 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 with Gurley at the end of the season and then the offense, you lose an offense alignment, you lost C.J. Anderson to the Lions. You have to, you have to attack that. You have to get better. You gotta if if not improve plug in players from them from those positions, attack I, from a different angle. But I, I felt like they covered the holes except for the running back. That's the only I think like they didn't cover they didn't get another running back to you know complement mm-hmm. with the whole C.J. Anderson thing. But I mean like I said, how do you who, replace Sue? That, yeah. I mean Aaron Donald know. is is probably the best defensive player in the league. But you lose a a, a player like Sue in the middle. You mm-hmm. you know so you lose Lamarcus Joyner. You're hoping that Eric Weddle could turn back the clock and give you that give you that, you know, productivity. But from another there. thing too though, they also went out and drafted the safety. So they was proactive mm-hmm. in that yeah. In losing that though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm not saying it's gonna be the the fit, but what I'm saying is when the the reason why I gave them a solid B is because majority of their holes, I mean they fit with them. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do in the offseason. You're supposed to either fill the holes you got or get better, you know what I'm saying, where you can. If uh-huh. it don't, you know, kill you financially. That's I, fair. I, 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 I what you say you got him a B? I gave him a solid B. Yeah. That's solid. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Seahawks. Um, this one of the teams that's going to be uh, – I'm predicting the Seahawks to be one of the better teams in the NFL next year. Mm. Uh, they was one of the best rushing teams in the league. They ran the ball very well they last year. They always are. And um, one of the issues was protecting the quarterback. And last year they protected Russell Wilson, and they got better at it. Um, on defense, um, they finally got rid of uh, Earl Thomas. It really wasn't them getting rid of him, but That's a major blow they lost him. You know, he got hurt, and then they didn't want to pay him, so it was better off that he left, get that cloud out of there. Um, they added DK Metcalf. Uh, the freak wide right receiver in the draft. I think he he looked like a Seattle receiver, bro. He big, he fast. Russell gonna be able to hit him with some. That, that's a good pickup. Right and then there. you know Tyler Lockett over there, really low key, had a really good year last year. Mm-hmm. Slot return guy, he fit what they doing with Russell. Uh, Ziggy Ansa. If he's healthy, he's gonna be a really good player. For them, for but them. the thing is, he's got to be healthy. The last two years, he has not been healthy. So with that being said, if he's healthy, I can see him being in Pete Carroll's offense, and defense. and and I mean defense and uh, making a, making an impact. They lost Frank Clark. That was a big loss. So Seven Col- I mean uh, Justin Coleman was a big loss. Too. Justin Coleman, you lost and you lost Mike Davis to Chicago. So you drafted L.J. Collier. To be honest, I really didn't know too much on L.J. Collier. Coming out of TCU, I think he came out of defensive end. Um, maybe he can be good. Maybe, maybe not. But I like DK. Um, 
I gave them a C, man. I'm a, I'm a, they really I'm a, should be a C minus. Like I don't think they did enough. I'm a, off of just the off season. I'm gonna get them a C, but I think they're still gonna be one of the best teams in the league because of the culture they got over there, the pieces that they have defensively, and Bobby uh, Bobby Wagner and uh, Michael Kendrick's gonna play a full season with them. Uh, KJ Wright. That defense is still that defense, you know what I'm saying? That defense is going to be right there. They know how to plug and play, guys. And then Russell Wilson, you know what I'm saying? He got the run game with him and Carson, you know what I'm saying? And then DK. So, I mean, I'm going to have to go over to see with them as well. They play actually going to be dangerous. Yeah. That play actually going to be dangerous. And Russell, one of the you know best quarterbacks in the league right now. I actually gave the 49ers an A-, man. We're going to end it off with them. Yeah. Uh, I think they did a wonderful job. <laughs> they did a good job. They really <laughs> did, a did a good job. job in the AFC West. They I, got I, seven. Cones. I got them the fa- the favorites. Yeah, to win that division. Yeah. yeah, me too. I got I got. I mean, they got seven Coleman as a running back. They picked him up. Uh, they got D Ford, uh, Quan Alexander. That was a great pickup for them to me. He coming off Jordan the ACL. Matthews. I think they got him for a steal. I mean, mm-hmm. the ACL, everybody everybody want to talk about the ACL, man. We got modern medicine. We've seen a lot of yeah. guys come back off ACL. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, you know what I'm I'm not saying that he's not going to be good because of the ACL. Because we already know the ACL is not even on the injury that he used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that when he got the ACL injury, he'll be coming back midseason. So. Yeah. And then they went out and drafted Nick Bosa. That's a huge. <laughs> because <laughs> now DeForest Buckner got a running mate on that defensive they line. They saying he better than his brother Joey Bosa. That bloodline crazy. It is. That bloodline is crazy. And then they went out and went and got an, a, a, another player from that, that one school, uh, Debo Samuel. Well, Debo Samuel from – wait, South Carolina? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about uh, the other Samuel. I thought he went to uh, – Oh, you're talking about uh, oh, my man from Carolina. Yeah, but Debo Samuel, me and you both said that he low-key was – he, he reminds me of Anquan Bolden. He he, I feel like. Well, we talked about it, you know, off mm-hmm. off off the podcast when when the whole draft was coming up. Debo Samuel might be one of the best receivers in that draft, but he was so low key. Like I feel like nobody really like talked about him. Nobody really like knew too much about him. We we sat here and watched film on him, and we Debo Samuel gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, he a professional route yeah. runner though. He played with an injury or whatever, but he he a good player, man. I liked him tough. Play multiple positions, play the outside and the slot. Mm-hmm. I like Debo. Yeah, I didn't really get with the um, Tevin Coleman signing. Why? Because I, I think he better than uh, my man McKinnon. But then Breida came out of nowhere last year. So unless you're going to go with him and Breida, you know what I'm saying, as your top backs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think he's better than all of them. But I feel like you already have two backs there. Yeah. Why go back? I thought they should have went right receiver, but. I mean, they got two wide receivers in the draft, though. Maybe they got Debo Sam, they got Jalen Hurd, too. Yeah. So maybe that's they would that was their approach. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they couldn't get a receiver. You know, they got ass. Pettis. They got Pettis over there, and then they got they George Kittle. They definitely Oof. need at least one more receiver, though, man. For uh, well, they got good one. Marquise good one. Oh yeah, that's what I'm missing. I'm Marquise good one, the fastest hell. So I mean I like Marquise Goodwin. I guess they're good at receiver. They they strap. The pick that I really like for them is Jason Verrett. I love Jason Verrett, the corner. He's been playing with the Chargers the last few years. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't been on the field because he's been injured. If he can stay healthy, that is a steal. I think their defense gonna carry him though. I like their defense. <laughs> I kinda like their defense. I like bro. their defense. I like what they did. I like what they did. I think Richard Sherman had a really good bounce back season last year. He needed to. And I think with Jason Verrett going over there, they're going to be smooth. They're going to be solid. 
I like it. So the next what we gonna do, man? That's really uh wrapping up with the football. We coming back next week with uh, AFC North. AFC North. AFC North. We we ran through the NFC teams, gave y'all all the grades. So it's gonna be report card time on the AFC, and and the AFC gonna get wicked. And it's getting close to Madden time. I did some research and been looking up my shit, man. If you pre-order Madden, you get it the thirtieth of July, not the third of August. You get it the thirtieth of July. Or not the second of August. I think it's the thirtieth of July. If you got the EA access, you get it the twenty fifth of July. I got my EA access. My ass is ready. I'm ready for this shit. I'm ready for my Madden season. Bro, Madden about to be so lit how they got the new archetypes in the game. Kind of yeah. similar to 2K. You get your little takeover mode or whatever like that. You gotta go through a couple different things to get to. But I seen the one they got for the fly route. You gotta catch three balls so the ball got to travel over 30 yards you got to catch them three times in a game and mm-hmm. then you get to unlock your special uh characteristic that patrick mahomes boy that's ridiculous yeah so, so i mean yeah. i'm excited for Madden. i'm excited every year for Madden. you know i'm fall. hype about qb1 man everybody I, I like to play against people but man I, i'm a really i'm a big story mode guy 2k i'll be all about my player Madden, they got similar something similar to that with the qb1 i'm hyped you get to pick 10 college teams and then go from there. And it's the real college team. They went out and bought the license from them. Uh, so, yeah, I'm ready for that, man. I'm hype about that. I'm excited, man. So, uh, we're going to keep you all posted on these uh, NBA moves. You know, we on the Russ watch now. We just got out of the Kawhi watch on the Russ watch. Uh, training camp's about to come up soon. Mm-hmm. Madden about to drop. So, we're going to start, you know, transitioning into football. 2K coming. They finally just dropped their trailer. They, they, they cut the silence. 2K coming out with some... Uh, they they should be dropping September sixth, mm-hmm. uh, and be on the lookout for this NBA um summer league, man. These yeah. young rookies out here, man. Make Shout sure out to y'all my keep your eyes out there, man. And see what's going on, man. Shout out to my Pistons. And uh, make oh R.J. Barrett and Zion too the other night. <laughs> Zion can't shoot, but we knew that airballing. R.J. Barrett bullying can't shoot, motherfuckers, man. But he he ripped the ball from my man Kevin Knox and banged it, and his scream was piercing. Wow. Like, it was just piercing the scream after he dunked. It was just like, damn. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But I also feel like a lot of people didn't get R.J. Baird enough credit. Man, he played a good game, in my opinion. A lot of people want to underplay how he played. And a lot of people want to overplay how Zion played. I feel like they both had really good games. Kevin Knox, the one who got the ball and ripped from him and embarrassed him, he was out there working. Yeah, Kevin Knox balled out. He ready. He ready to be back from that injury. Man. I thought he did a really good job. I thought Kevin Knox played really well. Uh, he was going at going – at, Zion ass giving them buckets. So, uh, shout out to Kyrie Thomas for the Pistons. That motherfucker can hoop. Hey, hey Bruce Brown. Speed Mukailu. You know, Mukailu is hooping. Yeah, so tomorrow What's the Pistons play tomorrow. Withers, Withers man. Hey, Withers shooting that motherfucker. Yesterday he had 16. How much he had today? I mean, no, I mean they, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, yesterday he, had, he had 16. Yesterday. Yeah. He went out there and hit a, uh, it was hitting threes like a motherfucker, man. So, um, he was balling out, man. He was balling out. We will get back with y'all, man, on the next episode. Um, some more hoop, man. Yeah, the Russ yeah, watch. Man. Episode five, Hopefully man. the next time we talk to y'all, Russ is, is in a Piston jersey. Hey, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> we might get on that bitch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> episode six, just all of our Russ. <laughs> hey, but it's your boys, man. We out, y'all. We out.